Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 is this thing on nerds your boy young phil here back for another exclusive episode of a comic conversation this week we bring you the off-world jawa the mandalorian jawa the bounty hunter jawa the stunt jawa himself how Pasek. he talked to us about his acting experience his stunt work and his hobbies did you know jawas love motocross always a good time to hang out with him so fry yourself up a mudhorn egg it's time for another comic conversation has now been in three disney plus series American Horror Story, Tosh.0, has his own business. We'll get into how you were discovered. But uh, mainly he's been in The Mandalorian and Boba Fett. And by the way, he has his own Funko Pop, people. Yeah, it's pretty you- cool. There's been a couple uh, Jawa toys floating around out there in the last exactly. few Comic-Cons. It's pretty cool exactly. to see. Please welcome Kyle Pasek. Thanks for watching. Don't... You know you're a big deal when you have your own Funko Pop. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a segment on our podcast called Growing Up Geeky. What did you geek out on when you were a kid? I geeked out on... I did geek out on all the original Star Wars movies. And so when I was able to be a part of this, it was like, holy smokes, I cannot wait to go home and tell Dad, you know? Or make the phone call, not go home. But yeah, it was um, it was really a surreal moment to be able to be on board with it. And then also see like John Favreau and all these big name people that you constantly see on TV. And now they're giving me direction and having a real conversation. And also the biggest part about it that I thought was the almost the coolest is they're normal. They're like us, they're real humans. And they're really nice people and so I think that makes it really awesome to almost being on season one and two and now three in the book of Boba Fett is now they use the same crew too so most of so it's like a family which is I don't know it's really it's really awesome very cool that is amazing so you kind of touched on it but like what was your relationship with Star Wars before you got hired on so my relationship with Star Wars wasn't I be brutally honest it wasn't wild and deep I knew about the movies and I watched 
watched them and my family really liked it. I did as well. However, it was one of those things of, you know, when you're a part of it, you realize, you know how big the franchise is in general. And then, you know, the Mandalorian from the feedback that I've received over the years is the Mandalorian's a pretty cool, the action, there's a lot, there's a lot of positive things that come from it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's not like you have one character in Star Wars. You got like 15. It's crazy. Yeah, there was a bunch of different characters. It was really cool to be with like the guys at Legacy Effects and um, you know, they're fitting me for all the Jawa stuff and there was a few other Jawas in the show that you, I'm sure you know there's multiple of us. And so I was the one that had the most intense costume underneath because I was being ratcheted and pulled and yanked and killed every two seconds. So like my costume had, you know, a harness underneath. So that all being said, it wasn't like, here's your costume, go put it on and rock and roll. It was, you know, a lot of fittings and it was very intense. So the relationship with just the costume people was really tight, which is also a really neat thing. So which role was your first one to get into? So the first one was um, in The Mandalorian Season 1 doing Jawas. They had, um, they honestly had some other little people that weren't able to physically do the the tasks, I guess you would say. So there's this whole stunt crew on it, which I'm pretty close with, all those guys, and from other movies and shows. And they said, hey, can you come in and play a Jawa, and you're going to be basically getting killed every day. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> so so they brought me in, and there was a lot of, uh, like I said, testing and whatnot. And, yeah, so that's how it all started was with the Jawa stuff. And then I think they realized, you know, the physical ability that I had to play other characters. So right. then they're like, hey, can you go in this costume? Can you go in that costume? So We're just going to put you in every costume we can. Just, just yeah, throw just, it in there. If you can fit in it, we're going to throw you in it. If it fits, it ships. <laughs> There you go. So we know you were the bounty hunter Jawa. We know you were pretty much the majority of the Jawas, the stunt Jawa. Uh, yeah. How many times did you get thrown off the sand crawler in season one? Oh, it was countless takes. I don't even know how many they used, but the worst part about it was the sand crawler. I don't know if I should say this, but in season one, they actually had a mock-up of it in the stage, but then we shot at an exterior location, which was outside of the stage, and they had shipping containers piled up. There's three high, and they had blue screen and green screen draped over them, and we were doing, I don't know what it was that we were doing, but it was a, some sort of stunt that wasn't as intense, and the coordinator was, we were walking back to like get lunch or something, and he said, hey, next week you're going to be getting pulled off that. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, like that's... <laughs> That's intense, but you know, if it was on the, if it was in the moment, like, hey, you're gonna get yanked off that in 10 minutes, that would have been that bad. But I had. A whole week to really look at that. Every day I was on set, I was like, man, oh, that's gonna be scary. <laughs> but it, it turned out to be fine. But it was just one of those things. I had a, plenty of time to overthink everything. Do you guys remember that that scene in season one of The Mandalorian where you know Mando's trying to get pieces of his uh, ship back and he's scaling up the the sand crawler and then he kept shooting and fighting and throwing Jawas off the sand crawler. Mm. Every one of those Jawas was Kyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone that got thrown off the sand crawler. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because it was like, you died over here. Now we're just going to switch your armor a little bit to make you look like a different one. Now go over there and we're going to do it all over again. Jawas. <laughs> that had to be the coolest thing. So you played like every Jawa. I should then, No, not every. I mean, I played okay, a fair okay, share. Okay. but not, All the stunt. You played all the Jawas that got, like, thrown around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you also played 
I guess a bounty hunter, right? He's considered yeah, a bounty hunter? Yeah, as the bounty hunter. This is actually some fan art that I just received of the bounty hunter, yeah, which is pretty shout cool. Out, shout out to whoever just brought that over. That is an yeah. amazing piece of artwork. That's really cool, yeah. Just Jessica, who's on the back there? Sarline? Yeah, she was Jessica awesome. She just brought it over. By the way, Kyle will be signing the rest of the day. So if you want to come uh, get some autographs, get a Funko Pop or two, I think you only had a few left. Yeah, there's only Go two. Go get some stuff signed. He'll be there at this table. Oh my God. So we've kind of talked before, but like I remember when we first talked, this was when like the height of Baby Yoda, the height of Grogu was like hitting and the world was going crazy. It, in that bounty hunter outfit, you got to hold I did. Baby Yoda. It was, uh, that was also, it was like, stages of number one being on set number two getting direction from certain people and being associated with them which is really cool and then and it's not only just the big the big names that we all know but also some of the wardrobe people and i can't say makeup but i never had any makeup but um yeah it was then able to hold the baby and i was like holy smokes like this is pretty cool and even the people on set that have been working on this show for the last couple years were jealous so um, it was definitely one of those m moments. I was like, this is, this is really neat. And it was also, it was heavy as can be. It was not this little stuffed animal. I mean, this thing is, I don't know, but I would say it weighs at least 40 pounds. I mean, it's enough to like, during takes and they say, they send someone over to relieve me. I'm like, oh my God, wow. They didn't give you like a chest harness to hold them and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that? Another harness, but not to get flown around. It's just to hold the baby. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's 40 pounds. Yeah. yeah. It's heavy for anybody. It's, yeah. Wait, why was it so heavy? It was so heavy because there was a lot of, uh, there's two people that controlled it from afar. So there's all kinds of servos and like motors and stuff in it to allow it to have all the facial expressions that we yeah. see. And knowing Grogu, because he's like an infamous diva at this point, yeah. I'm sure he wanted a trailer after working with Hamill. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really cool because even like after they, you know, cut, they would play around some of the guys, the, we're controlling, so it, the robot would like look up at me and kind of smile and smirk or you know do different stuff. So it was really some of those moments I'll never forget. That was really cool to be able to play off camera a little bit as well. That's awesome. That's You're cool, like, cool. oh, it's so cute. I'm holding the entire franchise in my hand right now. That's amazing. Yeah, and I'm gonna put a knife to its neck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. That's so that scene. So there was a speeder bike. The flip, and you're right there. Yeah. By the way, that was a nice maneuver. Yeah. Mando, was... Mando didn't see it coming. Right. Yeah. So that was no idea. They're the only guy to get the drop on Mando. I mean, yeah. he does have blind spots. Yeah. He's wearing a helmet. Yeah. He's fine. <laughs> he can take it. You hear that, Mandalorians? Fix your side, your side view. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just make sure you put side views in the side that no one else can see. Just... <laughs> I think they already do because they're looking at us like, no, we already do that. All right. It's just... So we talked about working with Grogu, but like working with the rest of the actors, especially in that scene, what was that like? Was it Brandon Wayne, right? Was yeah, he Brandon Wayne did a lot of the stunt stuff. Uh, well, just he did stunts, and then yeah, there was a there was a bunch of different people actually played the Mandalorian. They had a little a lot of right, parts right, right, right. in it, but um, yeah, the whole crew far as that that was believe it or not that was a couple weeks of rehearsal of that scene just that one scene they yeah. they changed it numerous times it wasn't just the final thing that you saw is what took two weeks but it was a lot of um going back and forth seeing what worked and what didn't i was one of my favorite scenes especially the the jetpack the jetpack was funny let's that talk was, about that because i mean that's that's you at your finest jawa yeah. stunt acting yeah that was um pretty neat so first they first they were gonna have me fly around and 
and like loop, which I actually was up on these cranes. And I probably got shot up this, the height of the ceiling, I would say, 30 feet or so. And then I was on these zip lines that sent me. So first it was a vertical like send up and then it was horizontal. And the horizontal was 40 feet and they had it like zigzag. So they basically wanted him to act like not having like a Harry Potter wand, but it was sort of like that far as like, you know, payback to me for taking his jetpack, which he ultimately did far as the payback, but it was just the more simplistic, like, Disney way of dying, like, poop, Yeah, and then here comes the jetpack back. But we rehearsed all that stuff in a way. I wish they used it because it was pretty cool flying around and getting just all under his control. Yeah. Now, was that in the volume? That was not. That was at the exterior lot that they have outside of the stages down the street a little bit. That's amazing. Now, we talked Mandalorian. I guess we can talk Boba Fett, but before we do that, let's pivot for a second. Let's, let's talk about your career before Mandalorian, right? So how did your career get started? So I'm from New Hampshire originally, and so being outdoorsy, kind of like here, I was naturally involved with motorsports and like outdoor type stuff, so my dream was to always run a motorsports company. And my freshman year of college, I was able to start that. It's mostly online sales. And then it grew to brick and mortar. And then my senior year of college, which was 2011, I was at an expo in Anaheim, California for my company. And a recruiter from Disney was like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And I was like, no, not really. And because I had my dream happening in New Hampshire. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And they took my info. And this was... July of 2011 and I went back home and they called me and they said hey we want to fly you out for three weeks it was Oz the Great and Powerful and it was just doing like some light stunt stuff on that and um, they liked my physical ability is what they told me so I was like alright so I flew out the second week I was there I received two or three additional roles and it was all like stunt contract and stuff and it turned my three weeks into two and a half months and they said, can you stay? And I was like, well, I'm operating my business from across country at the moment, and this is a lot of fun, so yeah, I can stay. And so um, I decided to stay, and I learned two things. We wrapped, basically right before the holidays of 2011, we wrapped around like November. And I went home, and everyone was like, dude, you're supposed to be gone for three weeks. Like, what happened? And this was before... Not to put a timestamp on it, this is, but before texting was like as heavy as it, is, as it is today. So I wasn't in communication with all my friends like I would be today if something happened. But um, yeah, so I went home and I was like, you know, I shared the experience. And when I was sharing with everyone, I said, you know, I realized I was like, I want to continue doing this. And if I showed up two years later and said, hey, remember me? I was in that movie, like far as producers and stuff. In California, they would have been like, yeah, we do, but we found some other people at this point. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of slow down the company here a little bit and scale it down and then move to L.A. to continue so it showed those people that I met, those connections, that I was serious. Because one of the big connections I had there was, like, James Franco was actually a friend, Michelle Williams. Like, they weren't, were not little names. They were big names, but they were cool people, just... Yeah everyday individuals and like Sam Raimi the director so I had all these individuals that were kind of like within my reach so I knew I had to take action quickly so I moved to LA and thank goodness 
it ended up being kind of nonstop ever since. And then there's just been a, a lot of wonderful opportunities such as The Mandalorian. And it's just, it's really weird because if you were to say to, all this to me in 2010, I would say, yeah, right. No, no, I'm not going to be doing oh, it. You're going to be in Star Wars? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or even half the other things. And it's not even necessarily the fact of being in it to me. I think it's cool. But it's also the fact that you get to meet these people and find out that they're real genuine individuals. And you get to meet folks like yourself, too, which is, I don't know, I just think it's really cool to connect with everybody. And I think it's amazing that you know, these shows have the fans and the fans have these conventions and it's just this spiral of meeting and greeting people. It's just really neat. And then you can actually call all you guys too, like friends at the end. It's just, hell it's just yeah. Neat. It's a cool, it's a cool world to be in. I, I can say that I'm friends with two Jawas and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. Tim Donaldson. Shout out to Tim Donaldson. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but like, what has it been like getting the reception from the cons and everything? Did you know it was going to be like this? I had no idea. At the beginning, before COVID, I was asked to do some Comic-Cons for some other shows that I was in. And at the time, it was more about the shows that I was in. Like, I wanted to be on set. It's not saying I didn't have time for these, but it was like um, my time was... I was always asked to be on set, so I was like, I was busy with that. And then COVID happened. And so production slowed down. So then I was asked to do more Comic-Cons. I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this opportunity to check it out and see what it's all about. And I'm so glad I did. Because... We're so glad you did. Yeah, we are. It's badass. Like, conventions are so cool to see people dress up and, like, get involved. And not only themselves, but, like, their kids and just the whole world of it. And then also seeing these people, like, artists that are doing something that they absolutely love... And then they're able to share that stuff with everybody. I just think the whole thing is yeah, it's really awesome. cool. It's a, great, it's a great community, and it's always, it's always building. It's always building. It's always welcoming, too, which is like, I don't know. There's people that I saw today that I've seen at other ones, and it's just like yeah. you pick up where you left off last conversation. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Literally when I, I saw you this morning, I was like, yo, Kyle, what's up, man? How's it, it been? Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's like a, another little family. It's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, we saw each other, I don't know, sometime last year yeah. at a different con, and uh, we were talking about Mandalorian, and we totally nerded out on you, just like we did, we're doing now. But then you talked about, um, I may be working on something, and you weren't allowed to tell us, right? even though we bugged you. Yeah. We tried to throw you off a sand crawler, but it right. didn't work. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't give it up. But you were also part of Book of Boba. Yes, I was. They played some Jawas on there as well, so... Man, you're owning it all. I know. When they ask you to come back, you can't say no. You have to go. Right? You have to go. I know, right? I feel like you've been, in, you've been in more episodes than, uh, than Tamora Morrison, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's, awesome. um, it's, yeah, again, it was a lot of the same crew and um, production people, too. So it was, it almost felt like we are just on The Mandalorian in a way, just another story. Because yeah. the same people were associated with it. A lot of people you've talked to had said it was like, Mandalorian 2.5. Yeah. It felt it was like the same crew, a lot of the same type of storyline for the most part. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's, pretty sure uh, that's what they've like marketed it as is Mandalorian 2.5. We should we could pitch that. <laughs> I know, right? So, Mandalorian versus Boba Fett. What what experience did you like more? Hmm. 
I don't think it has to do with the show. I think it's a personal experience. But it was probably Mandalorian. And the only reason why is because I had some more, like, intense stunt stuff that yeah. I did. Um, Book of Boba Fett wasn't as intense. So it has nothing to do, again, with the series or the storyline. It's more so just my personal experience. But my personal experience, yeah, would be Mandalorian just because the stunts were pretty cool. They were risky. That's awesome. I'm stealing up everybody's time, so I apologize. Audience questions. If you have questions, raise your hand, get up a little closer, and, uh, and we'll ask Kyle some questions. Don't forget, he will be signing at his table just on the other side of this curtain here. Um, all day? Most of the day? Until three. All night long, he said. Yeah, all, night long. Uh, oh. Oh, all night long. So if you've got audience questions, please stand up, raise your hand, and we'll, we'll find a way to like get you closer, and we'll go from there. I mean, uh, yeah, oh, of course the uh, Captain Mando stands. over here. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Oh, we've, we've seen his face. Oh. We've seen his face. He's no longer Mandalorian. <laughs> come, come, come up closer since you're out of the Covenant. He's obviously not Death Watch, so. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So, so the. Asked, oh, I was going to repeat the question. Uh, so he's asking, how much visibility did Kyle have under the Jawa mask? It was very limited. Uh, it was, so the red eyes that you see were actually set just above like my eyes so i was looking through essentially like a ski mask like a ne yeah like a neoprene thing that was so uncomfortable Ugh. and then uh they had these they had these like i don't know what they made them out of but they were like these makita power tools that they converted to a fan that had rechargeable batteries and every time they would say cut these ladies would like come up to me or the rest of the crew too and they would get, like fan us off, and I I just remember it was like oh man, it felt so good. But the visibility was, it was hard. Yeah, you couldn't really see much. And then the other one that I played, it was like tunnel vision completely, so there was nothing to my right or left, which is made it difficult. But you just have to trust everyone around you. Right, right. Any other questions here? Oh, commander, make your way up. Coming up, Miss Tano. What I found. So she's asking, where did he film? So where we filmed was in Los Angeles, but it was at the stages in Manhattan Beach. So Manhattan Beach, which is also kind of funny because when you're in L.A., working in L.A., there's a bunch of different stages. There's Paramount, Warner Brothers. I mean, the list goes on. CBS, Radford, Sony, all of them. And uh, not a lot of people know about the Manhattan Beach studios. And they're big, too. They're buildings. I mean, each stage is probably half the size of this room I would say or maybe even the whole room and there's probably 12 of them so it's a big it's a big lot but um, yeah so we filmed at Manhattan Beach Studios and then right down the street and I think it would be El Segundo technically there's a city line there's an exterior lot that we used as well which was like a big RV storage place and they brought those shipping containers I was referring to earlier they brought them into a large circle and stacked them three four high and filmed the middle of it so awesome. I, I, uh, your experience has been crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. Your experience has been crazy. Please, we got another question. Come on up. Come on up. Oh. So oh. she's asking, what else is he working on and what can we look forward to? Uh, uh, to an extent, what you can say. Because there's probably stuff in the can that you can't talk about. But. Yeah, there, there's always the NDA stuff. But um, 
there's extension of the series that we're talking about. There's more of that. And then uh, I honestly have been focusing all my time on that. There's been a couple commercials that I, I just did a Dodge Charger commercial. Um, I was in one a little while ago, and they brought me back to shoot a, another one. So that's just, I mean, it's a national commercial. It's pretty cool. It's all going to be all over the TV. But uh, there's that that's coming out. And then, yeah, this series here. That's my main focus. Because the other thing, too, is I just want to make sure I'm available at all times kind of thing, too. So, yeah. For, for the moment that they decide, oh, you know what we're going to do is an all Jawa series. Yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. Specifically on uh, off-world Jawa. They want to, yeah. like, see what, what Jawas as bounty hunters look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mix them up. Do you, Any other questions out there? Do you, um, do you have up. other shows coming up that you're doing? The Disney has kind of soaked up a lot of my time as far as other shows. There was a show that I did with um, Marty and Sid Croft. They oh, actually way. originally did the Sigma and the Sea Monsters back in the day and HR Pup and stuff. Them. Land and of the Lost. Yeah. yeah we did. just did a con with them. With, did with, you? With Sid Croft. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah, so we... I've done a ton of, I actually did the Sigmund Sea Monsters, the new one that's on Amazon with them. And then we did another thing with uh, Mayim Bialik uh, from Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory it was yeah. her and I, I can't probably say too much about it, but we, it was her and I as like main characters and it was a Marty and Sid show and uh, it's still in the works. Like we shot a whole season, but I don't know what's happening with it, to be honest. And they said something about season two, so I, I have no idea. We'll see. We got another question. So he was asking, uh, how do you build a skill set uh, to be a, to, to market yourself as a stunt actor uh, after like starting off in motor uh, in, in power sports and stuff like that, and like the transition into becoming a stunt actor? Yeah. So um, the the it's kind of it's weird. So there's not like a particular skill either. It's more so you have to be open and to do anything and everything. So there's been, uh, there's a lot of stunt schools and stuff and a lot of coordinators that I'm personally friends with. And so it's a lot of just one-on-one -on -one training. It's a lot of, um, and it's all about like the particular moment too. So if there's a high fall or if there's wire work or if there's fire, it's almost like, hey, you know, next week we're gonna be doing some fire work. You know, we should do some training on it kind of thing. And then you just, you take in all these skills, and then um, when the next time that comes along that you're doing a very similar type of stunt, you already have that history, like background, but you're still training to do whatever that particular stunt is. Nice, nice. So we're going to do a quick little wrap-up, and then there is uh, some people that want to kind of present you with something here. So oh, me, boy. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so real quick, just to end on this, uh, what's your favorite kind of taco? Ooh. Tacos are good, like, no matter what they are, as long as they're not super dry, like dried yeah. chicken or whatever. But I would say, like, might sound weird, but like a lobster taco or something. Ooh. Yeah, something expensive. So Sounds expensive. Yeah, it's Hollywood taco. Right yeah, there, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Here's the hardest question you're ever going to be asked ever. Okay. A Jawa bounty hunter and a Power Ranger walk into a bar. Who UTDs? <laughs> the Jawa. <laughs> Right, the Jawa Utidis, right? Yeah. Uh, what's next for you, man? So, yeah, what's next is really just the continuation of this series. Um, I wish I could say more, but that's basically it. That's kind of when, when you're in, it's what you want to stick to. It's 
again, it's like a family, so it's, it's not only a great opportunity, but it's, I feel like I belong, and it's almost, even though when you're an actor doing stunt stuff, you're jumping from show to show, or commercial production to production, this one I have a big heart for, so. Right, right, right. And then uh, where can everybody find, uh, follow you, like on social medias and stuff? So everything's my first and last name, so it's social medias, Kyle Pasek, or Facebook is the same deal, so it's all pretty simple. There's no crazy... No crazy, weird tag thing. Right, right. So that's the end of the interview here, but we have Thank a you guys. group from the 501st Whoa, Legion boy. here wow. to present you with some, uh, some stuff here. So. We hope you enjoyed this week's Comic Conversation. This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 